0: Hello, and welcome back to the Exit Interview Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Shark. I just realized I sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire right there. That just, uh, <laughs> just occurred to me. Man, that's a good movie. That's a movie I need to watch coming up here pretty soon. I want to rewatch that. You ever get those uh, urges to watch some of those nostalgic movies from your childhood? I think that's one of them for me. I remember going to my grandparents' house. And they had it on VHS, and I'd watch it like four or five times. You know, I think in total, i have probably seen that movie 30, 40 times. Uh, but that's a good one. Uh, let me know what what is your favorite nostalgic movie? You know, whether you're older or you're younger, I'm sure they're different. Share some. Share some so then maybe I can watch them if I haven't seen them. Uh, on, you know, as always, the Exit Interview Podcast group or page on Facebook. Uh, even you know can hit me up personally on the Shark216 on Instagram or Orange Shark Media. Uh, so really w- without further ado, uh, this episode's gonna be a-, a solo episode because I'm working on some exciting things and I can't wait to tell you guys. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks for joining us for our 12th episode of the Exit Interview Podcast. As I mentioned, this is going to be a solo dolo episode for me because I actually really want to focus on some of the things that I've discovered through my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, We're going to discuss networking and is it dead, or at least is the traditional form of networking dead? Where has it gone? Uh, Obviously digital, but Are Facebook and Instagram the best places to do that now, or is there something else out there? Uh, The last two episodes, we had some great guests on, really talented individuals, Wayne Daniels Jr. and Liana Gardner, both on opposite sides of the coast. Liana's in California, Wayne's in New York, and they're both, What, what we preach here at the exit interview is what? Go out there and get what you're worth, right? Take control of your own destiny. And that's what these two individuals are doing. And the reason I met them is through networking, but not on Facebook or Instagram or at a traditional uh, chamber of commerce meeting down the street. I actually met them through LinkedIn. And we had such an organic connection there that they were just natural guest on the episode and I just thought that that was so cool and so powerful and this has led to not only two great episodes but it's also led to something else I'm getting involved with right now just through the power of networking through LinkedIn and I'm just very excited to share that with you on today's episode uh, of really what I'm getting into and maybe some of the strategies to utilize on these social media platforms to kind of create your own network and and uh, just put yourself out there and, and personal brand, right? That's very important. Is making your personal persona, your personal brand, and instead of you always trying to fight to get into doors, open up your doors and let invite people in. That's the new marketing and that's new sales strategy. At least for me, that I'd like to adopt and a big part of the things that I'm doing right now. And most recently, I got to connect with a very interesting individual that has already grown a pretty decent following for his mission. I actually ran across this individual in his uh, organization through Liana Gardner, who I had on last week. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and just take a listen because she does mention the group there. And it is... Force for Humanity in Business. I ran into this group. Liana introduced me to Chris Berryman. Very energetic individual. Has some great ideas. And he's got some great passion. And it correlates so well with what we do here on the Exit Interview Podcast. We discuss, yes, uh, the dealings with, say, issues that you might have at the workplace with dealing with a boss, or a manager, or a VP, or whoever it may be, uh, and how to navigate some of those difficult uh, personalities and, and certain things along those lines. Force for Humanity is about breaking down some of those walls, breaking down that budget culture I talk about a lot, and it was just a natural fit. Chris and I instantly hit it off. We share a lot of the same values and a lot of the same missions of what we really want to do in the future. I know in, hopefully it's shorter than this, but in 10, 10 15 years, I know there's going to be a lot of businesses out there that have a completely different organizational structure in place than what, what their traditional kind of top-down, trickle-down, shit-rolls-downhill budget culture is right now. It'll be a more equal level level playing field where everybody, you know, nobody is really above anybody. I'm not saying this is really how it would be structured, but the idea of it, again, is just to, it's what I've said multiple times, if you follow me, it's employees first, customers second. So many companies want to put customers first, and It's at sometimes the the peril of the employee, right? Where everybody's cracking the whip and saying, we didn't meet our budget this month, so we need more out of you, or you need to stay late, or you need to do this. That's not how it should be. It isn't. And force for humanity is a great opportunity for that, it's a mission it's a I I called it a task force I would say think of say like Angie's list that they do for uh, services for your home where they kind of rate and accredit them force for humanity could be something along the lines of say you're out there searching for a job and you want to make sure that this is a the, the a corporate culture fit or a culture fit for a company that you're about to join into. Force for Humanity is the are the people that work inside those companies and fix some of those things that could be going wrong in that company and then boom, you get accredited and boom, then you're going to attract the most talented individuals into your company. Because you're doing more than just on-the-surface things. Like oh, a little pay raise here or, oh, a, a pool table in the lunchroom so you guys can you know, stay there longer c- because, hey, we're, you, there's some entertainment here. That is, I think, substitution for lack of getting to know your actual employees. Right? It's the big wig up top that doesn't care to know you. He just wants to throw more money at you or throw more perks at you so you continue to work your ass off. I say, fuck that. Come down to my level. I've always said this. If I was an owner, VP, president, founder, CEO of a large corporation, whether it be my own or I was just in that position, I would, and now I've never been in that position, so I don't know how hard it is to actually do this, but it shouldn't be, but I'd say maybe once a month or once every other month, I would go to a specific a uh, specific uh area of the business, you know, accounting, sales, marketing. And I'd spend a day or maybe a couple of days, maybe even a week working with them. Not in a micromanaging position, but from I'm one of you I'm working, I'm jumping on the phones, right? I'm in the call center, I'm actually making the same calls you're making. So I will understand the gripes and the the issues and the roadblocks that you guys encounter. And I'll get to know you and understand you and understand what you want. That's, I think, a mark of an amazing leader. And I don't know why more companies don't don't do it. It's like Undercover Boss. They made a show about it, right? But it was kind of a one-time gig. This should be reoccurring, man. You should do this every year go to those departments or multiple times in a year and just put your finger on the pulse of your own organization you can't start to make all these decisions in your ivory tower without knowing who these people are because all you're doing is making decisions based on a a a line item you know the numbers are up or they're down and that is why I am so excited about Force for Humanity and Chris Berryman and what he's doing, and I'm excited to join him on his mission, or I'm excited to kind of prop that up as me being a part of that and an advocate for that mission. Because, again, I know we've talked about a lot of these same themes on the Exit Interview podcast. I'm very much in line with with him, and, again, that, that came from... The power of LinkedIn, not just some local chamber of commerce, because what, what do we always find at those networking meetings, right? It's everybody just wants to sell you something. Nobody's there looking for help. They're just looking to sell their help. So it's just a whole bunch of salesmen basically in a room trying to pitch their value to each other. I've had conversations at networking meetings that were so bullshit and bland and it was just like you can tell the questions they were asking and their interest wasn't, they weren't truly interested. They were just trying to look for an angle to work in their service to say, ooh, I can help you out with that. You know, I just think it's it's kind of fake. Now, I'm not demonizing and shutting down a lot of net, uh, successful networking groups because there are Great networking groups out there. But the majority you see, though, are those people. And here's here's one, if, if you guys are well-versed in it, that I see all the time. It's financial, personal financial people. Oh my gosh, I've been to, the last couple I've been to have just been, that's all, there was probably, I'd say 80% of the people there were personal financial planners. And that's a tough gig. I know I would never be able to do it. But that's that is a tough gig because I've I know you got to kind of start off just selling to f- friends or family and then you kind of grow your base and then you get I mean it's purely mark or networking in, in that industry and that's all you see at networking meetings and I guess you know I just me being a salesman in multiple different industries I haven't had much success with going to those. Uh, doesn't mean that, that you can't find success yourself in going to those. Uh, but you know that's just my food for thought. Where I'm focused and where I see the biggest opportunity is not Facebook and not Instagram. Facebook used to be the go to for businesses to jump on and obviously we all need to have a presence on there. But organically reaching new people is not happening. So you sell, uh, you sharing your valuable content on that platform is not gonna do. I, I think that well. I mean, it can if you have a good base or good following. But if you're looking to grow a following, that's it's not the place because what Facebook is doing is there. You're actually, I believe, only reaching uh, like seven percent of your audience. Your audience that already follows you, your organic posts only reach seven percent of your own audience. I read that stat. I'd have to see where. uh, So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that correctly. Now, everybody, well, over the past, what, five years, everybody's been very bullish on Instagram. Instagram, you can grow, you know, you can use the hashtags, you reach new people. Well, guess what? Obviously, Facebook owns Instagram. They're going the same route as Facebook. They're throttling it down or whatever they do. I don't know the technical terms, but you're not ranking very high on hashtags if you don't already have a massive following. Getting in there new and, and posting valuable content now, which I do and I still continue to. I just don't really look at the numbers. I don't freak out about, oh my gosh, this post only got so many likes or this many comments. You know what? Half a social media strategy is just consistency. And kind of just barreling through and just putting out valuable content. And then the people that need it and want it will eventually find it. But I think what Instagram is doing, and again, it's really aimed towards the the pay structure. So not only as a business, if you want to run an ad for a service or a product, you have to pay for, which I get. But personal accounts that... You know, just the casual user is going to have to pay just to, say he wants to post something of a meal that he just ate, and he has to pay people, pay to get that out there. How that, That's ridiculous. Now, I know that's an extreme example, but that's really where it's going. Because if you post a picture of an amazing meal you had in, in the Cayman Islands, only 7% of your followers are going to see that. You want to, the people that all follow you, you want them to see it. And if you really care that much, you can pay to do it. I don't know who would really do that, but that's what they're structuring it to be. Now, it, it could be just like anything, you know, they're going to go really extreme this way and then they're going to find a balance. They might retract it a little bit, so I'm waiting for that but anyways it's just, it's so hard and that's where it used to be and I think people are still a little bit stuck on Instagram but now it just came out publicly that they um have changed the algorithms and certain things so you know I would say always research if you're a social media marketer always stay up on the industry always know how those algorithms are changing always know where the the new and hot thing is And that's where I kind of have my finger on the pulse. And not specifically to Instagram to say how to be there. I mean, I think I I know some strategies and I'll share that maybe at a later date. Uh, But what I've found is that LinkedIn is the biggest opportunity for growth right now. Just as I mentioned at the beginning here is I met two amazing individuals that I had in my podcast. I met Chris Berryman with Force for Humanity, which I'm now a part of and I'm very excited about. And there's just a lot more. I know there's a lot more that I can do on LinkedIn to connect with some amazing people with amazing ideas and who knows where they can go. So for any freelance freelancer out there, for any person that provides a service, I think it's an absolute must uh, if you're B2B sales. Now, B2C sales are a little bit different. But I think LinkedIn is finally and why I mean, LinkedIn's actually been out longer than Instagram, I believe, and it's just now starting to find its stride. And actually, I talked about this with Wayne Daniels Jr. two episodes ago, and it was about just this. I think they finally found their identity because before it used to be, oh, it's the professional social media platform. So in order to post anything on there, do anything, I have, it has to be polished, it has to be professional, I can't share my, you know, my vacation on there, I can't do this or I can't do that, not saying that maybe you should share a drunken night out there, no, definitely not, but you don't have to be so buttoned up, you know, people love authenticity, and I love that what LinkedIn now is doing, it's almost melding the personal life and that business life. And I think that's the mission for Force for Humanity is kind of meld those two together to where, you know, no longer do you have to go into the office buttoned up suit and tie, everything looking perfect and pristine, because guess what? Human beings aren't perfect. Why are we trying to act perfect or trying to act like somebody we're not going into a, 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 an organization that we spend the majority of our lives in, you know? They should be more open and receptive to different people and how that maybe different schedules of how they want to work and, and beyond. So that is the power of LinkedIn and I think the great things that they're doing right now, or at least their identity of what they're forming and what I'm doing with Force for Humanity on that platform and met plenty of individuals that share that same thought. So if you agree I'll have one ask here. If you agree with anything that I'm saying, please, please reach out to me on any of my social media platforms on LinkedIn too. Love to have a discussion. Who knows maybe you can be on the podcast we can talk about certain things that, you know that, that you're passionate about. Uh, so really, I, I guess I would just close it out by saying, hey, be on the lookout for uh, some of my networking strategy info, my uh, social media strategy info that that I'm working on right now. Be on the lookout for anything Force for Humanity, because I'm looking to help out with some of the content for that, which is all going to be connected with my stuff too as well. And I'll leave you with the number one uh, lesson for today, and that's be authentic. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't feel like you're not polished or professional enough to share video, just do it, man. Don't be afraid of judgment. You know, fuck all that noise. Fuck the haters, right? Be you, be authentic. And like always, go chase those dreams and go out and get what you're worth. So until next time, see y'all later. Enjoy the week. Thanks again for joining me on my 12th episode of the Exit Interview Podcast. Hopefully you got some tips, you got some tricks, you got some value. <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa, running out of gas here. <laughs> so if you found any of that valuable, I'm always sharing uh, those little things and those little thoughts on my Instagram accounts on uh, the Shark216, Orange Shark Media, and even on LinkedIn too, just TJ Shark easy to find me feel free to reach out with any comments Uh, even reach out to me personally I'm more than happy to discuss any strategies anything that you're struggling with I'm more than happy to help out and who knows maybe you can be on a on a podcast here and we can uh, really deep dive into some of those uh, issues you may be having so uh, I'll cap it off with that I'll say see you next Tuesday as always and go out there and get what you're worth See you later.